Welcome to Channel Journeys, the podcast for channel professionals that will enable and inspire you to create your best channel journey ever. Meet and learn from channel experts who share authentic stories of their channel victories, defeats, and lessons learned along the way. Here's your host, Rob Speed, a channel chief on a never-ending quest for channel knowledge and adventure. Hello, channel pros. Welcome to episode 32 of the Channel Journeys podcast. This is Rob Spee, your host. And I have to say, launching and running this podcast has been a journey in itself. Just 20 more episodes, and I will have been doing this for a year. And my mission has been, and still is, to elevate the channel profession by educating and inspiring and empowering you to do the best that you can do and and think about new ways of doing business in this new era of digital transformation. And there have been so many great guests on my podcast representing centuries of channel experience. So I went back and I summarized what we learned in just the first 10 episodes and wrote up an article that has been published in the Software Executive Magazine that came out this week. And I want to talk about those tips, but before we get to that, I got to talk about the Tour de France. It was such a great race this year, full of surprises from Chris Froome, who was the winner last year, was injured in the Giro d'Italia, so he could not ride. He was the favorite for the Tour. So we had some other favorites that we thought would win, but big surprise, Frenchman Julien Alaphilippe took the yellow, held on to it almost to the very end, then on a race in the Alps with a huge climb. A 22-year-old Colombian, Egan Bernal, took the lead over the top of the last mountain, then going downhill. Uh, Julian Alaphleep looked like he might catch him, but the road was closed due to hailstorms and mudslides. So they went from 105-degree temperatures to hailstorm and mudslides, closing the road. Great race, just tons of surprises. And I've got another surprise that came and hit me, uh, a good one, and that was uh, an opportunity to jump back into a channel leadership role. So I've decided to join Out Systems to head their channels for the Americas and uh, very excited to be on board with this company. They are the leader in low-code development. And uh, I'm sure I'll be talking more about that in future podcasts, but uh, that was the big surprise for me. And that's what I'll be doing. But I'm also going to continue with this podcast. That's uh, my intent is to keep this going. I've got a lot more channel folks that I want to interview, a lot of great topics that I still want to discuss. So let's jump into the topic today. It's another solo episode. So I did one, uh, I think episode 20 or so was a solo episode. And I want to do that again today. I want to give you my top 10 channel tips from the first 10 Channel Journeys podcast. So this is my uh, greatest hits summer album for you. In the first uh, 10 podcasts, we covered a lot of different topics. The first one I'm going to talk about is channel strategy. And for me, your channel business starts with your strategy. And you've got to spend time thinking about your go-to-market strategy, aligning that strategy. And that is the starting point for a successful channel business. And it's really interesting that while indirect sales drive 75% of the world trade, Many IT companies go to market with a direct first mentality, and they don't really think hard enough about the benefits and value of the channel. So the first tip about building out a channel strategy is that it's got to be aligned to your customers. Think about how and where your customer is buying and not how you want to sell got to be customer-centric. And when you think about how your customers want to buy and who the customer is talking about throughout the buyer's journey, you're going to see that they touch a lot of organizations that could be potential partners for you. And you want to build your channel strategy to leverage all those touch points. 
That's tip number one. Tip number two on channel strategy is that change does not happen without executive commitment. And if you look at a common theme of change agents in my podcast and successful change agents in implementing the channel and channel programs, it doesn't happen without executive commitment. The C-suite, the board, they've got to believe in the value of the channel, the value of what you're trying to do, and you need them for that commitment to the channel. Now, that being said, it does fall to the frontline managers to make that change happen. And it's not just your sales. I should say it's not just your channel managers. It's also your sales managers, your marketing managers. You need all of them on board, those frontline managers and their reports to make that change happen. So two tips on channel strategy. On channel management, let's talk about channel management. You know the channel account manager's role is a very tough one and it takes a lot of different skill sets, more of a combined skill set of a general manager and a business consultant than a sales rep. And very few folks come into the role with these skills and they need to be trained to be successful. So the first tip on channel management, tip number three, is that to be successful, your channel account manager has to understand their partner's business models. And we've talked a lot about business models in the podcast. Business models of partners are changing. But the CAM channel account manager, partner manager, they have to understand that. They have to understand what their joint value proposition is of of the vendor's product combined with a partner's product. And they need to understand their partner's business challenges. So you've got to train your channel account managers to have the confidence and ability to walk into the CEO's office of the partner and really have a meaningful business conversation. Tip number four is that your channel account managers also have to be trained on how to conduct joint business planning. They should be holding a joint business planning session with every strategic partner once a year and then use that as the guidelines for growing the business and holding both the partner and you as the vendor accountable and then running regular checkpoints like quarterly business reviews to see where you're at against plan and make any necessary adjustments. Let's talk about channel sales where the rubber hits the road. I often work with and speak with sales leaders who have this mistaken belief. They think that the channel just operates autonomously on its own. You sign up some partners and they'll just start selling for you, bringing you leads and and things will just take off. And they really fail to realize that partners just can't go off and be successful on their own. But with the support of the sales team, they can be hugely successful. My tip number five is that the direct sales reps can really boost their own productivity by acting like a sales manager and building a team of indirect partner reps who can work for them and make up a partner team. So rather than let the partners just operate on their own, those sales reps should be working very closely with partners, have their go-to partners, a small number of go-to partners aligned to their territory, their geography, or their vertical, whatever it is, how they're organized. If they're covering a a broad geographic territory, they could divide it up by verticals and find partners who have that vertical expertise. That's even better. So tip number five is all about building a sales team, having the sales rep act like a sales manager and build their own sales team. Tip number six is around the hybrid channel sales strategy. A hybrid sales channel can be a hugely effective channel strategy. And that's where the direct sales reps and indirect partner reps collaborate on accounts. And they bring their own skills and expertise into every situation. It's just like a hybrid car where you have the engine and the brakes and the batteries all working simultaneously. And they each have their own role doing what they're each best at. And that's the way the hybrid sales channel can work, where the direct sales rep works with partners 
and they each are leveraging their own unique skills, working together from account mapping, account planning, and running the deals. That's tip number six. Let's jump into channel marketing. So channel marketing is another hugely important area. We've talked a lot about it uh, in the Channels Journeys podcast. And today there's, in marketing in general, there's a lot of talk about the buyer's journey and how it has changed with the introduction of cloud and mobile and social technologies. And we're pretty familiar with that buyer's journey. You should be and how it is changing, but it's also changing the partner's journey too. And it requires a shift in how we approach channel marketing and partner engagement. Tip number seven is around social channel marketing. And it can provide vendors a much more effective way to communicate and engage their partners today than they do with just email and newsletters. We're not saying replace email and newsletters, some of the traditional forms. It's not an either or, but add social channel marketing to your toolkit and what you're doing, especially as a new generation of partners come in to the scene and they are used to social media. That's a much better way and more effective way to communicate with them. Engagement can't come just from your channel manager or just your channel marketing team. You want a broad spectrum of folks communicating with partners, including sales teams, technical services. All different stakeholders should be participating and engaging in the part with the partners through social marketing and social media. Tip number eight is around what makes up channel marketing. There are three key ingredients for effective channel marketing, and those are through channel marketing, to channel marketing, and for channel marketing. You've got to have all three. You've got to think about where you're putting emphasis in those three. That could depend on your channel maturity when you're just starting out and recruiting partners versus you have a mature channel that you're working with. But a lot of vendors are missing the mark on this, particularly missing the mark on two partner marketing. That's hugely important. It's important when you're recruiting. You've got to recruit. You've got to market to the partners trying to get their attention. But even once you have an established channel, you still don't want to be marketing to the partners to gain that mind share and maintain that mind share. And we talked about in a podcast that if you're spending less than 30% of your budget on two partner marketing, then you can expect to get less than 15% adoption of your through partner marketing. And a lot of people wonder, why isn't my through partner marketing more effective? Why am I not getting the attention and engagement of my partners. Well, this could be the reason. Maybe your two-partner marketing is just not enough. You're not doing enough in that area. So very important tips for channel marketing. Now, the last area I want to cover is channel transformation. You cannot go to a channel conference or pick up a channel magazine and not hear about channel transformation. It's driven, of course, by the digital transformation. It's creating all new business models in the channel. It's threatening a lot of the existing ones. And both partners and vendors must be aware of these trends and anticipate the impact it's having on their business. Tip number nine is around specialization. As one of my favorite podcasters says, the riches are in the niches. And as infrastructure and infrastructure services have become commoditized by cloud technology, Partners are learning that the real money is in specialization. They want to create their own intellectual property. They want to add true business value to their partners. They want to specialize in a particular vertical and really get to understand the business issues that a customer may have and deliver outcomes, not services. So in this whole channel transformation, you got to think about specialization. Your partners need to think about it and you need to think about your channel and are they becoming specialized. Tip number 10 is that there is a whole new breed of partners be coming out, and some have referred to them as the shadow channel. Most of them are not in the shadow. You think about the accountants that uh, 
vendors like Sage Intact are using, CPA firms, been using them for many years. These are alternate alternative channels, I would say. And these are born-in-the-cloud firms. There are legal accounting, human resource firms. And they're turning to technology. They're becoming technology companies, and they want to represent you if you have a technology that aligns to what they're trying to do and how they can provide more value and leverage their business expertise. And this is creating a whole new channel, a whole new opportunity for vendors. And it's also creating new competition for our existing partners. So a lot's happening there and something that you want to think about looking at. And again, it goes back to thinking about your customer, their buyer's journey, and who are the different organizations touching them. All right, so there you have it. 10 top tips, uh, summer greatest hits from the 10 first 10 podcasts. I have a lot more tips uh, included in the article that you can find uh, in Software Executive Magazine. I will have links to that in my show notes. And I just want to give a shout out again. Special thanks to my first 10 podcast guests who joined me early on in the show. Thank you for helping to launch the Channel Journeys podcast. You know who you are. Thanks for sharing all your insights, your expertise, and your Channel Journeys. And a shout out to you, my listener, as well. Thank you so much for listening to this program. I hope you've been enjoying it. I hope you've been learning from it and getting good tips. I hope you're sharing it with your friends and, and colleagues. And if you enjoy it, I hope that you'll also leave a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. I really want to grow the audience, and that will help do it. So thanks for listening. Hope you'll join me next week. We'll have another great channel guest, an award-winning author and strategist and, and thought leader. It's a fantastic show. So don't miss that. Look forward to seeing you next week. Until then, have a great channel journey. Thanks for listening to Channel Journeys. For show notes and other Channel Journey podcasts, visit channeljourneys.com. If you liked today's show, please forward it to your channel friends. And be sure to tune in for Rob's next channel adventure.